Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us for this, our regular podcast. Uh, Pastor Corey, good to be back with you as we uh, discuss scripture and turn to everybody's favorite book of the Old Testament, Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Uh, Yeah, we're in Nehemiah for Advent, and people are like, how does this have anything to do with Christmas? What is Pastor Corey doing? We're in a series called Light Out of the Darkness, and we've been focusing on the Sundays of Advent. First, hope, peace, and now joy, and then the week after that will be love, and then on Christmas Eve, we'll, of course, focus on Christ. But yeah, today's text that we're going to consider is Nehemiah 8, 9 through 12, Nehemiah is a historical book right after Ezra. Uh, the Jewish scriptures have them tied together, so it's kind of Ezra, Nehemiah. We, we Protestants it separate them, but this, it's an ongoing story of the, the Jewish people returning from exile uh, to their land. Ezra is about the rebuilding mainly of the temple and the priesthood and the, the ceremonies that, that go along with that, and Nehemiah is mainly about the rebuilding of the city walls of Jerusalem. It's a great study in leadership, um, but there's this interesting section in Nehemiah where they, the people hear the reading of God's word together. Yeah. And, then, and then, then our section comes in Nehemiah 8, after they hear God's word. And I'll go ahead and read it, Nehemiah 8, 9 through 12. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept as they heard the words of the law. So they had, I'll just pause right there. They had gathered to hear the, the, the scriptures, the Torah or, or the, their version of the Bible at that time, probably the first five books of the Bible, maybe more. Uh, they heard it read out loud. This is 400 plus years before Christ, after they were in exile. And so they, they hadn't, they had, as a people, they hadn't been able to be together. Sounds familiar, right? They hadn't been able to worship together. They didn't have the temple. They, some of these people listening weren't born in, in Israel. Only if you were really old uh, did you know what it was to be there. Maybe, maybe most, if not all of them hearing this, may have never done something like this. Uh, so they're, they're hearing the words of Scripture. They're hearing the stories of God's faithfulness to their people. Uh, for example, God leading them out of slavery in Egypt. They're hearing these stories um, together and moving stories of God's love for them. And so all the people wept as they heard the words of the law, probably also weeping because they hear stories of how they had fallen short and not honored God. And though God had warned them through prophets, they had uh, still not listened as a people and then been punished and taken into captivity. But anyway, they wept when they heard the words of the law. Verse 10, Then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat and drink sweet wine and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready for this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites calmed all the people saying, be quiet for this day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink and send portions and to make great rejoicing because they had understood the words that were declared to them. Mm -hmm. 
So it's the Sunday of joy. And though this might not be seen as a usual um, Christmas text or Advent text, I think it's a good Advent text, by the way, but it, it's a great joy uh, scripture about uh, hearing the words of the Lord, hearing uh, about God's faithfulness, hearing some difficult stories about our unfaithfulness or our brokenness, and and choosing the the discipline of rejoicing together. The the priests, the leaders are encouraging them. Yeah, you've heard you've heard the word, you've heard of God's faithfulness, you've heard of our brokenness, but go and choose to focus on the goodness of God, the gladness of God. Go enjoy some pleasurable things now, some gifts, gifts God has given us to enjoy. Go get a good piece of meat with some fat on it and go get some sweet wine and, and get together and, and even prepare some for those who don't have any and, and celebrate God's goodness. Enjoy the pleasure of being God's people. Um, and, and I think that's what joy is, is, is it's a, it's a satisfaction. It's, it's the, the simple spiritual pleasure God gives us of, of knowing him, of, of knowing him and his goodness. Yeah. And, you know, God isn't calling us Christians to just be dour, sour people, you know, that are worried that somewhere somebody's having a good time, you know, and we got to we got to stamp it out. Um, we're called to be people who who live in the joy of the Lord. And actually, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Right. Do not be grieved, it says, for the joy of the Lord is our strength, that that living in the knowledge of God's goodness and and being glad about it and experiencing that, that's our horsepower, man. That's our thats our spiritual energy to, to serve and live for God in this world. And, and um, if we just stay in a state of um, sadness, uh, not that there isn't a time for sadness and grieving, stay in a state of conviction, uh, stay in a state of grieving. If we're always there, we'll run out of energy to do what God has called us to do, to love and serve and bless others. So, so that's our, our focus scripture today. That's my brief reflection on it. Tim, do you have stuff that, that jumps out to you from that section? Uh, well, I, I suppose so. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I really, I really like this uh, passage, as you said, as an Advent scripture, though it's maybe not uh, one we would traditionally look at, and I, I, I love the response that the that God's people have to the law. Um, you know, even though that sounds horrible, that they weep. Um, but I think in the law we see uh, who we are, uh, and we also see who God is. And I think mm. both could both could be causes for weeping, um, weeping at our falling short, as you talked about, and, and weeping at God's goodness uh, and his, the way that, because the story of the law is the story of us falling short as God's people and of God's uh, steadfast love and story of redemption time and time and time again. And um, so some people like to dismiss the Old Testament um, as irrelevant or, or um, hard to understand. But as I consider the scriptures, I, I really love the Old Testament. And I think it's so important to our understanding uh, as Christians of, of who we are uh, as God's people and also to who our, 
our understanding of who God is. And, and they said the, the final verse in this section says that they, uh, they went by their way to eat and drink and to send portions and to make great rejoicing. They were able to make great rejoicing because they had understood the words that were declared to them. And so I think there's this, when you understand who you are and you understand who God is, then that is cause for rejoicing because mm-hmm. God's love overcomes all, all of our shortcomings, all of our inadequacy, all of our, all of our guilt, all of our sin. Uh, God's love is greater than that. And in a, in a season of darkness and a season of difficulty, uh, anchor your heart in that truth and, and rejoice. I mean, that's good news. God is mm-hmm. good. And, and it, it's not here, but I, I think every, I keep coming across scriptures in the old Testament where we hear those words, a steadfast love of the Lord uh, never ceases basically. And it's, it's all throughout the scriptures and it's like rejoice because God has stead he has steadfast love for us and he does not give up on us. <laughs> he right. just keeps loving and keeps trying to, um, bring us back into the fold you know <laughs> so. yeah and, and you know there's a uh, there's a time for mourning and a time for darkness even like um the though the what's the scripture tim i'm coming up though the morning may last for a night the joy comes in the morning uh that's a song for the night but joy cometh in the morning yeah. right that there there is a time to mourn with those who mourn and to to seriously consider you know if we've been unfaithful or we we've broken god's law in some way which we all have right but but we we come to that realization that conviction and god God doesn't keep us there because of his steadfast love and his forgiveness for us. Uh, the, the light comes, the, the morning comes, the sun comes up again, as our bus, bus supervisor always tells me that yes. the sun came up again today, you know, and, and God's love always comes to us. And so, you know, it, it, the people hear and weep, but the priests are doing their job saying, yes, you know, but now let's celebrate that God is still loving us. Basically, God is still good to us. Uh, the joy is available here. So let's get together and help each other. And I, I think that's part of this text that yeah. kind of goes unsaid, but it's happening. They have to get together. It doesn't go tell them to have TV dinners by themselves. You know, they're, they're getting together and celebrating and sometimes being together, which I know there's some challenges to that right now, but there's also some workarounds like we're doing right now. You can, you can encourage one another and remember together uh, the goodness of God, the love of God, and, and eat dinner together and share stories and maybe play board games or whatever and uh, rejoice, celebrate. Joy came from God. Joy is a, it's a fruit of the spirit. Joy is from God's very nature. God is not a serious, well, God is a serious being, but God's not just a serious, never, never experienced joy being floating out in the universe. I mean, God is, God is uh, a holy God who, who has holy joy, like holy pleasure. And I think even some Christians kind of wince at the word pleasure, like pleasure. Are we supposed to have that in our, our spirituality? Yeah. Yeah. Pleasure, holy pleasure, sanctified pleasure, that enjoyment of, of God comes, comes directly from God's nature. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so uh, enjoy God, enjoy God's steadfast love. Um, 
And don't we have a, a beautiful uh, story of that at Christmas time that we always remember that he loved us so much that he was born into the world, God with us, Emmanuel, yeah. uh, as a baby. I mean, and that, that story brings joy um, to the hearts that hear it. I, I find that even people who find themselves secular, they love to hear the story. They love to even sing some of those traditional songs, you know, even joy to the world, which technically I don't think is a Christmas song, but we sing it at Christmas time. You know, people love that. And there's because there's something that resonates that's eternally true about uh, the joy that God gives us uh, because it's about him and his love for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as you think about these themes of Advent and we're working towards our third one, we've talked about hope and peace and now joy. And the fourth theme is love. All of, you know, if you're looking at your world, you're looking at your circumstances and you're like, I could really use some hope. I could really use some peace. I could really use some joy in my life. I could really use love. I could really, I really want that for my life. You have only need, you need only look to Christ and all of those things come through a relationship with Jesus. And, um, and that's the real beauty of this season and of, of Christmas is that you can have hope in Christ. You can have peace in Christ. You can have joy in Christ. You can have true love in Christ. And, uh, that's what we're kind of working toward as, you know, as we work through the season, we're, we're going to get there, but it's so beautiful. And no matter, no matter the darkness, right. No we have all darkness, of that yeah. because of his light, we can have all of that. It, it, no darkness can overcome his, his light. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's just so encouraging. So, well, great. Uh, that, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything else you want to was it enjoyable tim did you yeah. get a little spiritual pleasure out of that yeah. i got a little spiritual pleasure i enjoy talking yeah. about it and and learning and yeah yeah it's been good yeah, yeah. do you have anything cool. else you want to say before we wrap things up no tune in for the the worship service on sunday live at 9 and 11 a.m uh on facebook or youtube uh you can see where I'll be preaching this Sunday, uh, what location I'll be coming from. And so join us for that. Uh, if you're not part of a Bible study yet, where we talk about these scriptures more in depth each week, we'd love to connect you with one. Our podcast has actually helped connect people with Bible studies. And if you'd like a study Bible to do some of your own study into God's word so you can hear and understand and go, go further in learning about God and his steadfast love, we've got study Bibles right here in the church building, ready to, to deliver to your doorstep or in the mail. Uh, and we'd love to make that a resource for you. Great. Good word, Pastor Corey. So uh, yeah, looking forward to this Sunday's sermon, uh, looking forward to gathering together in worship with, uh, you know, through, through the media of, of uh, our online platforms with our community and, and to worship God and to uh, look uh, for the joy of the Lord. So thank you all for listening and watching. This has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our Hilltop Studios here in the rolling hills of Palouse, Washington. And we really hope you have a blessed uh, week and we'll see. You. An enjoyable week too. Enjoyable yeah. week. And we'll see yeah. you next time.